Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in the second half of John 1, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. You're the creator of all and you care. You care about me. You care about all of us. You love us tremendously. You gave us your word. You are the word, so you basically gave us yourself. And Lord, I just lift up this time. I lift lift up this reading. I pray that we would understand and gain wisdom and understanding that comes only from you. May your Holy Spirit guide us, walk us through it, and really just take care of us and help us to understand what it is that you want us to to, uh, gain. And I pray, Lord, that right now as we go through this time, while we spend it, that our hearts and our minds would be completely focused on you. Outside distractions be removed, and that we would truly just be present with you. I pray, Father, that you would come and stand beside us. I know you're with us at all times, but truly let us feel your presence. May we gain your wisdom and may you guide us and bless us with it. I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's a couple things that I want to go through. I, I, I just hope that, and the first one is, I really just want to read the whole chapter in its entirety. So I hope you'll forgive me. I'm going to go back to the beginning and just start with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to the world or to everything was coming into the world. He was the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace, in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father. 
has made him known. Verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. So the thing I want to cover real quick before continuing on is just the point that it was chaotic at the time that John and Jesus were on the earth. You had Rome interceding and dominating the world. You had rebellions all over the place. And you had the Jews who hadn't heard from God for a long time. And there was chaos. And the four days that are covered in this next section are incredibly um, important. They basically, what you're looking at during this time is you have John interacting with a bunch of of priests who've been sent there to talk to him, kind of like a, as a Senate inquiry or, you know, congressional inquiry. Who are you? What are you doing? John's been preaching and baptizing and working for over a year. And they're sending, they're coming out to him because he's getting quite the following. And so these priests come out to start to quiz him. And John doesn't necessarily answer in the most forthright manner. But again, it's a, a sign of the times that you have them searching for him and asking him the questions. You then have um, Jesus being identified by John as the one that the Spirit landed on. Because, see, John had already baptized him, and he saw the Spirit land on him. Then you have the next day, the third day, John's disciples, some of them, follow Jesus. And lastly, Jesus is shown to fulfill the Old Testament expectations. And what I really liked in this section also is when John's disciples asked him a question, he, he answered them. But what he said is what, all, what always impacts me with him. He turned to, to the, the disciples that were following him, and he says, what do you want? And they say, hey, where are you staying, Rabbi? Because they want to go follow him. And Jesus' response isn't, I don't know, or you have to perform a bunch of tricks, or whatever. He says, come, and I'll show you. Come and you will see. That, to me, is incredible. That's how he always answers us. So with that understanding in mind, let's go and start reading verse 19. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I'm not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, no, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. He's not giving them a lot, is he? Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me 
the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where Jesus was baptizing. Again, I think it's interesting the Pharisees and the, the priests are coming to him and they're instead of having a heart of seeking God, they're trying to define things. Are you this? Are you that? Who are you? Why are you doing this? And I think about that is indicative of probably their heart and quite candidly mine at times too. Verse 29. The next day John was John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, "Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him, But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God! When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Again, Jesus answers our questions. He And then he does more. He spends time with us. He'll do more for us than just what we ask. Verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what Jesus had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day, Jesus the next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending 
and descending on the Son of Man. Wow, what a first chapter. I have to say, I I love it. And I'm excited about chapter two. So with that, let's just go back to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the many blessings. I'm grateful for the way you provide. And I just pray for you to, to be the one that we hear, that there would be nothing from me. It would all be from you. Lord, I just pray for our families. I pray for our friends. I pray for those who don't know you and don't understand how good you are to us. I pray, Lord, you would keep our family safe. And I pray for those who are struggling, who have financial challenges, who have health issues, who are confused and hurt and worried. I lift them up, Lord, to you. And I just pray for you, Holy Spirit, to guide them, to comfort them, open their hearts, their minds, and their eyes. And may you be the one that they see. Father, again, may our focus truly be intense and single on you. I pray for our nations that are so, so challenged. I just pray, Father, that you bring peace. But I pray our leaders would seek you out. I pray for you to touch them and touch the people of this nation. Stir within them righteousness and righteous indignation for what's occurring because Satan's running amok. And I just pray, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to guide us, to empower us, and may you be the one that dominates this world. And I know you will, and I'm just grateful that we're part of your plan. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.